drink and dance all night. Now let's talk of diapers and pacifiers and our pants are feeling tight. Bottle service with BKP. Bottle service with BKP. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Bottle Service. It's me, your girl, Sarah Merrill Hall. Uh, here with a pretty shitty episode. I'm just going to say that from the jump. Um, this episode's going to be kind of not a fun one, not a super great one to record, but I thought it was pretty important to do nonetheless. I've been pretty honest with this community from the jump. Um, my entire pregnancy journey, you know, all through postpartum, um, I've tried to be really open, honest, transparent about the entire process. You know, if you've been listening to the show, you know, I've been also open about going for baby number two and trying uh, about to start trying to conceive um, with my second baby, which I have been doing. And I am sad to report that, you know, sometimes this is part of the journey, but I did experience a pregnancy loss. So, um, it happened a couple weeks ago. I'm actually recording this earlier than when it's going to air. I'm not quite sure when I'm going to put this out, but, um, at the time of me recording this right now, it happened like two weeks ago. So it's still pretty fresh. Um, and the reason I wanted to do it now is because I'm honestly, I'm still trying to heal from it. And I think that like, I need to kind of just get it out there because like the thought of recording this episode has honestly been kind of keeping me up at night and I want to get it over with. I've been like ruminating over things that I want to say, um, things that I think are important to this conversation. And I just need to get this over with so that I can like put a pin in it and start to heal. So I'm going to tell you guys like what happened, like the whole story. And I'm going to tell you the signs I saw, like literally what I saw because when I was miscarrying, I wasn't even sure if I was miscarrying. So I'm going to be like pretty honest and, and put things in graphic detail. I'm putting a very strong trigger warning at the beginning of this episode, because if you don't want to hear this, like now's the time to just, you know, click into a different podcast. Like it's totally fine by me, but, um, I thought it was important to share like those details too. And then I'm also going to talk about like some things I didn't realize or some like surprises that I had, uh, some realizations after miscarrying, like some things that I think are important to know if like you're a friend or a partner of somebody who's miscarrying, like things to say, things not to say. Um, I'm also obviously going to talk about things that have been helping me heal. I'm like still very much in that process. Yeah. And I figured that's a lot to cover in one episode. So let's, let's get into it. Um, I think I'll start, I'll start with the very beginning of like finding out I was pregnant. Uh, Brandon and I, we, I've been doing a lot of work. I, I've, if you've been listening to this show, I've, I've been open about being nervous about getting pregnant again. I had a really rough pregnancy. I had a really rough birth and I've honestly been very like anxious and scared and like 
trepidatious about even getting pregnant again. I've been doing a lot of work around that. And I had set kind of like a deadline for myself for the end of the year we were going to start trying. I was like, let's just kind of like pull the goalie in December. So a couple a couple days before Christmas, I had taken a pregnancy test. Brandon was with me. It was negative. And so my my period was late at that point, but I was like, oh, I guess my period's just late. Like that's weird. A couple of days go by, still haven't gotten it. And this is actually Christmas Eve at this point. We were getting ready to go to my brother-in-law's house for like a Christmas Eve party. And I'm like, I know I'm going to have like seven glasses of wine if I go over there. So let me just like sneak upstairs and just take another pregnancy test just to like make sure, you know, just like make sure that I'm not pregnant before I like crush a bottle of wine. And sure enough, I take that little pregnancy test and it's positive. And I'm like, oh my God. And because it's Christmas Eve, instead of like just like calling down to Brandon and telling him right away, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to like get this guy. Like if you listen to the first, like the first ever episode of Bottle Service and um, when I found out I was pregnant the first time, it was like a very anticlimactic way of sharing it with Brandon. Like he was just there and we like hugged. It was very lame. So I was like, this time around, I'm going to like surprise him and make it make it special. So, you know, I wrap up the pregnancy test. Um, to, I put it in like a separate box, like disguise it a little bit. And then like, you know, Christmas, it's just Christmas Eve and it's like an exciting time. And I'm just thinking to myself, like I, this was such, this is such a gift. I'm the only person who knows about this right now. And it's just such like a magical moment in time where it's just me like in this baby. And I like wrote the baby a letter and like, I just really, it was very strange to me how immediately connected I felt to this baby and how like. I just felt this level of like peace and calm and excitement that I was kind of surprised by, to be honest, because I had been so nervous and kind of dreading getting pregnant again, that it was almost like a welcomed sign that I was, I was like genuinely happy and calm and like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing. Like this is a gift. And I looked up, I mean, (laughs) immediately I kind of like looked up the uh, due date calculator and realized the baby was going to be like a Virgo baby. I'm also a Virgo. I was just like, I I just got really excited really quickly. And then sure enough, Christmas morning rolls around. Like I had, you know, hid that present in with all the other presents and, you know, we're all opening them in front of the family. And finally, Brandon, that's like his last thing that he opens. He opens it in front of everyone. And we're all like screaming and cheering. It was such like an exciting moment. Um, and one that I have a video of it <laughs> on my phone, which is now kind of sad. But it was a really, really special moment. And it was just really exciting. It was, you know, we were really happy and excited. And Then about like a week later, not even, um, we're getting ready to leave for a New Year's trip and, you know, getting, I'm kind of like running around, getting things together, laundry, all the stuff. And I had noticed like in the morning, a little bit of like brown in my pee. Like I just like went to wipe when I went to pee. Sorry, this is, this is where it's going to get a little graphic guys. I'm just going to like give you a warning. I had noticed a little bit of brown Um, when I went to pee that morning and I didn't think twice of it I was like oh yeah like I know that there's some spotting in early pregnancy and brown means like it's kind of old blood like it's fine didn't think twice about it and then a little bit later in the day I went to the bathroom 
and I saw it's kind of hard to explain, but like almost like a clear, it was like a clear translucent discharge, but like a very thick, (laughs) sorry to be graphic, a very thick, like almost like jelly like substance that had like blood streaks in it. And looking back, I'm almost like, was that the embryo? It w- I wish I got a better look at it, but there was definitely blood in there. And I noticed there was like, and, I, and it was fresh blood, like it was bright red. And I was like, oh, that's, that's alarming. And so I like flushed, I came out and there was just kind of this like weird feeling um, that I had, which like I now can kind of say, was that like I went from feeling pregnant, like I went from feeling like bloated and swollen and just like this pregnant feeling to feeling kind of empty right away. I know that's kind of like a hard, it's kind of hard to explain, but I was like, did I just miscarry? Like, did that, did that just happen? And I was like, there's no way. Cause it wasn't a ton of blood. It was more of like a discharge with like some blood in it. But I had this weird feeling I called up one of my, one of my best friends, um, had two miscarriages in a row and I called her up immediately and, and was like, dude, this is what I just saw. Like, is that bad? And, and she was very reassuring. She's like, no, like, um, it's very common to bleed. She's like, I, with my first baby, like had to wear a full tampon for a whole, like I wore a tampon for an entire day, like, cause there was a lot of blood and, and it turned out I was pregnant. So like, don't be alarmed by blood. She's like, is there anything else happening? And I'm like, honestly, I'm getting some cramping in my stomach. She's like, Ooh, that's, that's a little bit more you want to be worried about, but don't freak out. She's like, call your doctor and ask for an HCG test, which I'm really glad that I had called her and asked because I wouldn't have done that. So that was like the next step. Well, actually the next step was I called Brandon and told him, I was like, I don't know if I'm miscarrying or not, but I'm a little alarmed. And, you know, obviously sent him into a spiral, but then I called the doctor. Um, they were nice enough. I mean, it was like in the middle of the holiday season. They're like, we'll figure it out. Just come here. And so I, I went to the doctor's office and at this point, like I hadn't seen any other blood. Um, it was just that, that one time, but I went to the doctor's office and I asked for that HCG test. So, you know, it's a blood test, which again, if you've been listening to the show, you know, me and blood tests, like don't go so well. When I tell you, I'm actually really proud of myself. I think like in the moment when you're like, when I was like, this is like life or death, like this is like my baby. I just like stuck my arm out. I was like, have at it. And like, got that my blood work done like the easiest of all the times I've had to do blood work like they just went in there they did it they took it and um but I didn't realize they're like okay it's gonna take about 24 to 48 hours to get your results so I'm like oh like I'm going on this trip I'm gonna be so uneasy but you know I'm just gonna be hopeful and see what happens and I go to the bathroom again at that doctor's office and there's no blood so I'm I'm kind of like regaining hope a little bit But um, a couple hours later, I go to the bathroom again and there's like much more blood. And then pretty much from that point on, I didn't stop bleeding. So it was like a lot. It almost looked like a period had started. So at that point, I'm like, this this is this is not looking good. This is most likely a miscarriage. And sure enough, the next day I get those blood results. Um, 
and it was confirmed that I was no longer pregnant. So, um, that's how it went down. It was obviously like really upsetting. I mean, it was like scary in the moment, kind of when I started the like period level bleeding, I kind of like realized like it was happening. And I'm somebody who hosts a pregnancy podcast. Like I've done a lot of research on pregnancy. I've done, I know, I knew going into trying to get pregnant again, the, um, the likelihood of miscarriage, especially at my age, like I'm 35 now, I know that there's an increase in the, um, the risk of miscarriage. I know it's, it's much more common than anyone really talks about. And given all of that, all of that information I had and like how, like I, I felt like prepared to get those results that I was, I will say it was still like absolutely gutting much more so than I thought. Like I, I know you, you can imagine like a miscarriage is going to be sad. Um, but I, it was definitely, it affected me more emotionally than I thought it would. And it also like didn't happen right away. Like I, you know, started bleeding and then like the next day I got the results and then like literally we're leaving the next morning at like 6am for our flight. So I don't really have time to kind of like process what is happening but like when we got to the airport the next morning and got on our flight and I was like finally sitting still for like the first time I was just like in agony and like I hated that I was in a public place like being on an airplane I like even told Brandon sitting next to me I'm like all I want to do is like cry and scream and like sit in a dark room and like not talk to anybody and we're on this airplane right now and like this sucks like this just sucks And, um, yeah, I mean, for anybody who like goes through something like this, like if you can be in a position where you can like sit alone in your room in the dark, like highly recommend. I just like, I wasn't able to do that. And, uh, I will say one thing I also didn't realize about a miscarriage is that it doesn't just like happen and it's over. It, uh, it, it lingers. It's a process, you know, like it it took several days of like bleeding, um, to go through that miscarriage. And it's, it's different than a period. And that like, there's definitely like more like clumps and like more tissue and stuff like that. And every single time that I saw blood, like every single time I went to the bathroom and like saw blood, it was just like a dagger to the heart. So I kind of like instinctually knew I was like, I'm not even going to like, I'm just going to be sad like during this time, like while I'm bleeding, like I'm just, it's, I'm going to be heartbroken, you know, and there's no use of like trying to like pick myself up. Like this is just, this is going to suck while, uh, while the process is happening. And that's like, what's so weird about miscarrying is like, you know, because it takes a few days, like I realize, like you, you'll be like out in the world doing things like while you're miscarrying, you know, like you could be like at the grocery store and having a miscarriage at the same time and like just having to like put on a face for the public, you know, like I'm sitting there on an airplane. The stewardess is kind of being annoying to me about like putting my bag up uh, in the overhead bin. And I'm just like, I'm literally bleeding out as we're, as you're giving me shit right now. Like it's just a reminder to everyone to just like be kind to people because you never know what they're going through. But that's something that like I haven't heard talked about a lot. And for anybody who has experienced a miscarriage, like it's such a weird experience, like just being out in the world while you're simultaneously miscarrying and like it sucks. That being said, on like the note of like things that I re- like 
didn't ever think about until this is happening to me is like another really weird thing is like every time I opened Instagram at this point, like Instagram knew I was pregnant. So I'm getting fed all of these targeted ads. Like every time I open my phone, I'm just seeing like pregnant bellies and like an ads for maternity clothes and prenatals and workout maternity clothes and all this stuff. Like my entire feed is literally like flooded with pregnant bellies. And like at first I was like bookmarking things and that's probably why I kept getting fed more ads. But like after the miscarriage happened, like getting flooded with those was so painful. I was like, every time I opened, I had to like put my phone away. I'm like, this is just it's too much. And like, that sucks. Um, one thing I realized is you can actually go into your, like click on an ad and go into the settings and like say like, I no longer want to see that, which is what I ultimately did. And it kind of slowed things down a little bit. And I'm still getting ads to this day about pregnancy stuff. And it's like really fucking annoying, but like, I don't know. That's just something to look out for. Like it's one of those things that you don't think about. And I'm like, wow, that really actually sucks. Another thing like about the whole process is just like this weird feeling of, you know, when they say like when you're pregnant, you're glowing. I feel like when you're miscarrying, you're going like it's the opposite. Like I feel like the life literally got sucked out of me, especially in those like first few days. I feel like I was like seeing the world in black and white. But even like I look back at like a couple pictures of me from our New Year's trip and I'm like, I feel like my skin looks gray. Like my eyes look gray. Like I just really it had it was it's just like the weirdest feeling ever to be pregnant and then to not be pregnant. Like it, it is it feels like a death. Like it feels, it's just a really weird, a really strange bodily sensation. And I will say, um, like just like to the mental and physical aspect of this, like, of course I was really, really sad and I kind of felt like more than sad. Like I felt like a depression where it was just like this heaviness over my body. And, um, I could also feel like my body, like my body itself was depressed too. Like it was just like this really icky heaviness that I felt internally that just was terrible, you know, and it was really hard to pull myself out of. I can tell you, you know, I'm on week two and I'm already feeling much better, (laughs) much, much better than I did you know, the week that this was all happening again, I think like while you're bleeding and like physically miscarrying, like you're going to be sad. Like, I just don't think that there's kind of a way around that, but it just sucks. It sucks. Like anyway, you slice it. And, um, you know, I, I kind of was doing some research and like, you know, how emotionally draining it can be. And I read somewhere that like, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, if you miscarry at six weeks or 16 weeks, it like hurts the same. I think there's like a little bit of truth to that, but honestly, like I kind of disagree. And I feel like that it kind of does a disservice to our girlies out there who miscarry a little bit later in their pregnancy. I do feel like the one thing I could say about this whole experience is I was like, I'm so happy this is happening early because I think that every day that you're pregnant, like you just get more attached to that pregnancy. And I think it just gets harder. So like I've had friends who have miscarried at 15 weeks at 20 weeks and like I don't want to say by any means that what I experienced is anything like what they experienced because I think it's like a totally different ball game and it's like a totally different physical recovery like my recovery was very much like a, a like a very heavy period in a lot of ways but um you know if it happens to you later on 
it doesn't just pass through as easily and you can need some extra medical intervention. So it's like a totally different thing. But I will say, I think there is a grief and like a grieving period that happens no matter how early or how late you are. I think it's just kind of comes with the territory. On that note, I think anytime you're going through something like this or really any stressful time in your life ever, sleep gets affected. And it's in times like this that I'm really happy Dreamwell exists. Dreamwell is from More Labs. They are the maker of Morning Recovery, which if you listen to the show, you know I'm obsessed with. And they are also a title sponsor of the show, so they help us keep the lights on around here, which for that we are grateful. But Dreamwell is one of their other breakthrough products. It is a natural holistic sleep shot that's designed to help you fall asleep faster and get better rest. The natural ingredients in Dreamwell help ease the mind into a state of rest, reduce caffeine levels in your system, and balance the body's reaction to stress and anxiety so you can fall asleep faster and sleep deeper. It also helps improve next day cognitive processing so you can wake up restored and ready for the day ahead. The formula is sugar-free, vegan, gluten-free, soy-free, and has botanical ingredients like jujube, which supports relaxation, melatonin, which helps you fall asleep faster and maintain a healthy sleep cycle, and glycine, which can help improve sleep quality and next day cognitive processing. So if you're having trouble sleeping for whatever reason, I'm going to encourage you to check out DreamWell. Just go to morelabs.com slash bigkid and use code bigkid at checkout for 20% off your order. You should probably add some morning recovery to your cart while you're there. Just saying. But again, that's morelabs.com slash bigkid and use code bigkid at checkout for 20% off. Now let's get back to the show. So one thing that I was thinking of is like, cause I've had, and this is what's weird about, you know, being in your mid thirties and all my girlfriends are in our mid, mid to late thirties now. Uh, so I've actually had a lot of friends who have had miscarriages and it sucks to kind of like be in this club. But I will say that, um, my friends who had miscarriages are like the people who really got me through this period being able to like talk to my friends who have been through it and can that just know they're like yeah this fucking sucks and it's gonna suck for you know a little while it's gonna sting was really helpful so like that was also kind of the point of me wanting to just like get this out in the world like I think hearing other people's perspectives I think is helpful but I it got me thinking about like when my friends had miscarriages and I hadn't experienced it myself like what I would what I used to say to my friends and like what is what do you say to somebody who just miscarried or went through this and honestly like the only thing you can really say is like wow this sucks and I'm so fucking sorry (laughs) like uh just 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 like feeling bad with them I think is like the only thing you can really do and just being like this is really shitty you know like I am so so sorry that's like really the only thing that I could hear that made me feel better I mean my friends who have gone through it um you know were able to give me a little bit more hope because they've done it before and they've all had babies after miscarriage which was like those messages were really important to hear too like I've had I'm not kidding, like six or seven girlfriends who had miscarriages and they have all had healthy babies afterwards. So like knowing that was really helpful. But yeah, just like, you know, not trying to cheer anybody up, like just sitting in the shit with them, I think is like the best thing that you can say or do. And then like the other thing 
that my girlfriends did uh, that helped during this time was just like checking in on me. Like, cause at, at first when I, you know, I told my friends what happened, like they wanted to talk to me and like cheer me up. And I just like, wasn't up for it. I was like, I just kind of don't want to talk to anybody, but I wanted to let you know what was going on. And then like, they continued to follow up with me. And then like a couple of days later, like one of my friends was like, you know, how are you holding up? I'm thinking of you. And like, it gave me the, then the opportunity when I was ready to talk to be like, you know, pick up the phone and have a conversation with her and like get it off my chest a little bit more. But I think like that's an important piece. Like if you have a friend who's going through this is to just like checking in on them periodically because it does like it 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 it's it's just kind of comes in waves too of like the sadness part so I thought that was like a good thing to know and then also for my partners out there so like the people who like if your partner is experiencing a miscarriage what can you do I'll tell you one of the best things Brandon did for me is he let me like he took things off my plate like the night that we that uh that this all started like I was like I just want to sit in our room and like watch Bravo in the dark and he's like you go do that like I'll get Bodhi fed and bathed and put to bed like those kind of things were really helpful I think just being like really tender to your partner at this stage like if it's bringing flowers if it's like booking them a massage if it's like doing something like sweet and nice and just like thoughtful for them at this point is is nice because like yeah it just kind of sucks and there's not much we can do that's another thing I kind of wanted to say in this episode is like because I asked the doctor when I wasn't sure if I was fully miscarrying or like what was happening. I was like, is there anything I can do? Like, you know, should I sit at home? Should I, should I take vitamins? Like, what can I do? And they're, they're like, there's literally nothing you can do. And it's not your fault either. Like that's another big piece to remember is like, it's not necessarily anything you did that caused the miscarriage. These things just happen. It's like really common. I, I keep seeing, um, you know, people keep telling me it's like one in five pregnancies uh, can end in miscarriage. I, I tried looking into that number. I was like, what is the actual percentage? I, I kept seeing different data out there, um, but it is more common than I think any of us really realize, especially if you're over the age of 35, which is what I'm realizing. So, yeah, that's another thing. It's like, don't beat yourself up because a lot of the times it's like, maybe there was something that was going to be wrong with the pregnancy. Again, like that was like the one thing I kept just saying to myself is like, I'm happy that this happened earlier than later because it would have sucked. I really think every day that you're pregnant, you just get more attached. Um, And so like the sooner, the better, <laughs> even though that's kind of weird to say, but like, it's true. I do want to talk about some things that helped because I think that's really important part of the conversation because like those first few days I was just kind of at a loss like what the fuck so some things that helped me surprisingly was um sweating like I there is also this weird you know right after it happened like I'm still like bloated like I'm still like very bloated from the being pregnant you know like I'm I was looking in the mirror and like I just just like I want to get rid of this so like sitting in the sauna like I went and did an infrared sauna um like two days in a row I went to like hot yoga classes I was like I just want to sweat this out um also like moving your body is like important you know 
it just it can help like move some energy around um i think that was good and like after a couple days of like some really intense uh sweating sessions at least like the bloating was like kind of went away and like i was just like i just don't want to have any remnants of this pregnancy like it just hurts so that that was helpful in the in the same space of like moving your body because like I said earlier like I kind of felt like my body itself was depressed and like I I was holding a lot of tension in my back and body and this is something I realized from like experiencing birth trauma like there's actually like a lot of of body work you can do that can be really helpful so I I um actually went to uh my chiropractor and he was like I actually work with women who miscarry a lot and this this can be helpful and he like basically like cracked my back like a glow stick. <laughs> he like just and just moving it though and like getting some of that tightness to open up. Honest to God, like was one of the things that helped me the most. At the time that I'm recording this episode, this is another reason I wanted to record it and get it done today. I'm doing um like a cupping thing later today and doing some a little bit more body work. Because again, I feel like if you can get some of that energy and like your body just like it it feels sad too you know like it went through something it's like kind of grieving the loss and I feel like yeah do if you can do any body work I feel like that's really really helpful okay another thing that helped me and this is gonna sound really weird and (laughs) woo-woo but I swear this is like kind of what kept me going there's this book called spirit babies actually one of my friends one of my friends recommended it to me when I was talking about like trying to conceive and like how we were going to start on that journey and I was really nervous he recommended this book called spirit babies and like I can't like fully co-sign on recommending this book because it is like very very woo-woo I'm kind of woo-woo but this is like next level shit like it's like talking about like past lives and all this stuff and you know I thought it was like an entertaining read I didn't necessarily like agree with everything I was reading but there are certain things in this book that I was like oh I do kind of like feel this or like think that there's maybe some truth to this one of those things is like this is going to be hard to explain but for any of you who like have kids already, like I have Bodhi. And if you think about like the science of pregnancy, you know, you think like the time of your conception, like the how your baby got here is like it's just such a miracle because you know, at the time of your conception, it's like that egg met that sperm and that is why your baby is here. And like, if it had been any other day, if it had been a different month, if it had been a different partner, you'd have a completely different baby. Like that is what the science says. But I can tell you after having a baby, like after having Bodhi, I look at him And I'm kind of like, I kind of have this inside joke with myself where I call him the prince who was promised because for any of my Game of Thrones uh, fans out there. But I look at him and I'm like, no, it was always going to be Bodhi. Like it just like his, I just feel like our souls are connected. I I don't know if this is going off the rails, but I just feel like we are connected in a way that like it was it was just always going to be him like our souls know each other i know this sounds really really strange but i'm getting i'm get, make, about to make a point i promise so i've always i've always kind of felt that like oh he was you know it was meant to be it was meant to be with him and this book kind of explains that like the babies that we have in our lives are our spirit babies. Like they are kind of promised to us. Like they are, they almost like hang around our auras. They're, they're present. Like they, we are, they're predestined to be your babies. 
I'm, I'm paraphrasing a lot, but I'm just like trying to make a quick point. So anyway, so in this book, it talks about miscarriages and it talks about, um, you know, when a miscarriage happens, it's not that that baby is gone. Like that baby who's promised to you just kind of goes back into the spirit baby realm, kind of goes back to your aura and they're going to come back and uh at a different time and for whatever reason like that pregnancy just wasn't going to work out but that baby is still there and for some reason like this for me was something that helped me a lot because like I think I think thinking that that baby who I connected with immediately who I like wrote the letter to was gone forever would be extra gutting you know like knowing that they were gone forever would be really that would be like a whole different level of grief for me, like I'm choosing to believe that like that baby is just, it's not that I'm not going to meet that baby. We're just taking a time out, you know, like a, it's not like a, I'm never going to see you. It's just, like, I'm going to see you later. Like that baby is going to come back. So <laughs> I don't know if that made any sense. And if you're like at all following or interested, again, that book is called Spirit Babies. But for me, like choosing to believe that is really helpful to me like that baby like just how I'm very connected to Bodhi and I feel like our souls are meant for each other like that that baby is is I'm gonna meet again you know they'll be back when the time is right when things are right we'll meet again and like that has helped me and I don't know if that helps anybody else but um I wanted to share that because that is a thought that like I I think has been at least helping me feel better about the whole experience So yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm looking at this as like not an ending, but a bump on the road to like our little pregnancy journey. Um, I'm trying to stay positive. You know, I think after experiencing a pregnancy loss, it's really natural to have a lot of fears and questions. Like, um, you know, I want to know, I'm like, why did this happen? Is there something wrong with my body? Is there something wrong with me? Like, is this going to happen again? I think these are all like really, really natural questions. And for me, like what I'm doing is I'm doing a follow-up with my doctor to like ask them all of these things and maybe do a checkup. I don't know what they're going to do at this appointment, but I think that can be helpful if if that puts your mind at ease at all. I had one of my girlfriends who had a miscarriage tell me that her doctor told her that like statistically it's really unlikely to have back-to-back miscarriages like that just drops. Um, That was helpful to hear. So we'll see. And and now I'm just kind of at a place I'm like, you know, when am I going to try again? And I've heard and I've heard different things. Um. The, some of the kind of the like recommendation that I've heard is to wait about like one to two cycles before trying again, which is what I'm going to do. And I think it also depends on like how late you were um, when you miscarried in the first place. So like for me, who was super early, I think waiting one cycle will hopefully be enough. So we're going to give it a month and then like the following month we'll start trying again. I also think a big piece of it is like when you're ready, like when you're mentally ready to get there. For me, I almost am at like a place where I'm like, I kind of, now that I had the pregnancy and like the desire is there and I feel like so connected to this baby I'm like I now I'm kind of like feeling the urge to like I want to get this pregnancy on like I want to like get this back on the books so that's how I feel personally anybody out there who went through something similar might feel completely differently and I think we just all have to like be honest with ourselves and see where we're at before trying again but anyway I 
I wanted to share that. I think it's something like one of the other, one of the final things I'll say about this is just like how strange it is because it is such like a hard, devastating life thing that happens to so many of us. Like, again, it's, it's a more common thing than I think a lot of us realize. And it's oddly like one of these things that we all suffer through in silence. And I like to shift the culture on that. I don't think it, I don't think it's healthy for us to go through something so traumatic and like such like a heavy thing alone. How I handled this is I told people like straight up, like I ran into friends, um, you know, the week after it was happening and they're like, Hey, how you doing? I'm like, Oh, you know, not great. I'm, I actually like just miscarried a a week ago. And they're like, whoa, what? Like I was just very open about this experience to like anybody and everybody, which I think was kind of jarring for certain people who I told, but I think it's something that we all just like need to be more open about and talk about because again, it's, it is common. It happens. And like, I don't want for those of us to experience it, to feel isolation on top of all the other emotions that we're going through. So I'm interested how you guys feel about that, but that's just something I think that I would like to particularly shift in the future is like just being more open about it and having it be more, um, you know, acceptable to talk about because it sucks. (laughs) It's a shitty thing to go through, but like, we're definitely not going through it alone. You know, like there's, we're, we're connected by kind of this reluctant sisterhood of, those of us who have gone through it, but I think it's important to share. And on that note, I just want to put myself out there. Like I feel very, very lucky that I had friends to turn to who have gone through this for any of you who like, or maybe you're like one of the first people in your group of friends to go through it, like slide into my DMS. Like I'm here for you also, you know, hit me up. Like, I think it's, it's just really powerful to talk to people through this. And like, even if it's your weird internet, podcast friend <laughs> you know it's better than nobody so feel free to hit me up um, and talk to me if, if you need if you need it I'm here for you and I hope this episode was helpful um, I don't know uh, I hope it was I hope it wasn't too sad of an episode it's again it's just one of those things that sucks in life but like it's okay we got to talk about it so anyway uh, hopefully you know I'll have better news in the coming months but anyway I wanted to share this with you guys in this community specifically because you know it's part of life so anyway thank you for bumping along with me through the good and the bad clearly and um yeah I'll see you next time bye Service with BKP